What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in, as we are now calling it, the pink room, is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. What is going on? Uh, yes, we are back, as you guys can hear. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we got a very interesting episode. Of course, we got to talk about the John Gruden emails and a little bit of Giants baseball. Big, important game on... Uh, thursday which this is coming out on friday so hopefully they win by the time this comes out (laughs) so anyways please enjoy what's going on everyone thank you for joining us always appreciate it uh like always go follow us on any of the uh, major social media platforms we are on facebook twitter and instagram and it is all Drew Code Sports Talk. So go check us out on that. Comment, 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 <laughs> comment <laughs> on any post uh, that we make. We always want to hear from you guys. Like and uh, share with your friends. You know, we always want to. We always want to get more people. So, yes, we are back. We had a long hiatus. Um, uh, well, the first week we had said that we were probably going to miss because I was out in San Diego, which I had a wonderful time. The next week I actually recorded because you were gone. You mm-hmm. went to Vegas, Cody. Yep. Um, and so <laughs> I had recorded it. I said I told you I was like, hey, well, if you if you can't edit it, don't worry about it. I'll edit it. And of course, I got busy that weekend and totally forgot to send it out. So completely my fault on that one. <laughs> and then uh, this this past week, um, I think uh, I just wasn't home and you had to do a lot of work. So, yeah, shoot, man, we've been busy, but hey, we're, we're glad to be back now and and uh, ready to roll. Uh and I guess and, kind of unfortunate circumstances, but yeah. nonetheless, we are ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I think funny thing is when we talked about it earlier this week before major news broke, I think we were like, I wonder what we're going to talk about. Well, now <laughs> we got plenty to talk about. So, yeah. Yep. And uh, Cody, you and I, a little something into our life, you and I actually started going back to the gym this mm-hmm. week. And um, this is all we were talking about, like. <laughs> Yeah. And then we've been talking about this whole Raider thing. And, 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 you know, normally Cody, we usually start this out by saying, you know, how are you doing? But I think we need to get into it. I mean, we're already kind of starting it as it is. Um, as everyone has heard now, John Gruden has resigned as the head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Amid these, uh, this story by the New York Times uh, talking about, uh, the language and uh, the things that were talked about in these emails between John Gruden and a uh, former Washington, uh, then Redskins, now Washington football team. Uh, he was the owner, and then he was later uh, uh, fired in 2019, um, and that was uh, Bruce Allen. Mm-hmm. want to make sure Allen. I get that right. Yeah, Bruce Allen. So Actually, um, I think he was... Uh, the GM for the football team, Dan Snyder, team president. He was yeah, the team, team president. president. There we go. So he was let go. Um, and uh, yeah, the 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 emails basically consisted of uh, racist comments, um, you know, anti-gay, homophobic uh, 
comments, misogynists. I mean, you name it, it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's an unfortunate story. Um, you know, no one wants to believe that people are like this. Um, you know, I think it's safe to say the way that John Gruden really presented himself on TV, mm-hmm. uh, even as a coach, um, you could see how people would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see how intense he was about football. Um, but this is bigger than football. This is something that um, I think Derek Carr and his in his comments on his uh, uh, presser today mm-hmm. was I think he nailed it. Uh, you know, you you love the person, but you don't love the sin. You know, you don't love the sin. Mm-hmm. You know, you you hate that. Um, and I think he also really brought up a good point. Uh, I don't talk like that. And my kids sure as heck are not going to talk like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's what's great about this world now is this world. I mean, yes, uh, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of arguments. Well, it was it was so long ago and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Listen, it shouldn't have been said then. And it shouldn't be said now. And right. as as much as you'd like them to be punished right then and there, unfortunately, they weren't. And the NFL and I feel like the world is trying to get it right now. And I think we can at least give them an A for effort to try and shore this up and, and really get rid of this negativity. That's, that's uh, been in the world for way too long, way too long. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, I, and there's really no question here other than, you know, I mean, how did it, how does it land for you, Cody? I mean, what, like, what are your first initial reaction for this? Well, at first when it, I mean, obviously when the first, the story first broke, I think we were hearing snippets of it on Sunday, where is one email talking about Demora Smith of the president of the NFL, um, PA organization, if I'm not mistaken. And then it just had, you know, um, racist kind of comments regarding that. And so it, it didn't, well, I'm not going to say it didn't seem like a big deal. Cause to me, like if you're going to put in a racist comment targeted to somebody, it's, that's pretty serious. But, um, at first it was just the one email. And then obviously the news broke on Monday that it was multiple emails, which led to his departure. And I think my feeling of that was just confusion of, uh, you know, John Gruden, um, publicly, you know, hold, supposedly holds this high standards of how to conduct yourself. He's always, uh, you know, worn the cape of a leader of men and, you know, football and family and all this stuff. And then, you know, the true John Gruden, I guess, comes out um, to light, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And I think one of the things I'm more disappointed in is how many people I've seen kind of excuse this, I think is the most saddening part is there's a lot of people that don't think that it's a big deal that he doesn't want, you know, female officials refereeing games or, you know, he has an, you know, he has an issue with, you know, openly gay players being drafted or playing in the league, considering he has one on his team. Well, he did have one on his team because he's no longer a part of the team. Um, and then just making racial comments and he's around a bunch of guys of all different creeds and he, you know, and then on the other hand, he's trying to galvanize them, but 
behind the doors. He's not doing anything to, I don't know, piece everything together. I think that's, and then one, like a, just to bring back what my point was, is there's a lot of people that didn't have any issue with any of those comments he made. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say excusing him, but they're like, oh, cancel culture will get you. And, you know, uh, I guess you can't say anything anymore. And, you know, yeah, you can say whatever you want. These are just the consequences. And I guarantee that if the then Oakland Raiders, now Las Vegas Raiders had caught wind of this prior, nobody would have hired John Gruden. And I think what happens and obviously why John Gruden couldn't be a part of the Raiders anymore, which is you can't have somebody represent an organization that is so behind the times and feels that way. And it's unfortunate because, you know, John Gruden, Mr. Monday Night Football for a lot of years, you never would have thought that he had this in his closet. And then here he is, unfortunately, being the typical elderly Caucasian person who has, you know, has these feelings against anything that's out of the norm, doesn't want football to be safe, doesn't want females in the game, doesn't want gays in the game, uh, has a issue with, uh, you know, players of color. So I think what makes it unfortunate is it feels like, you know, it feels like John Gruden is a legitimate fraud in the sense of being a head coach and then also a, a person and how he claims to conduct himself in preaching about character when really, you know, he was the one with the biggest character flaw. And, you know, I, I understand what Derek Carr says, you know, hate, love the man, hate the sin, hundred percent. Right. But, you know, that kind of language that he said, isn't just something that just happens. It's kind of something that you have in your heart and in your mind and, I think one of the things that struck me terribly is I think that press conference after the game on Sunday, when he goes, you know, I'm not a racist. It's kind of like, all right, man, people who don't feel that way don't have to make that comment. And the fact that you have to do that. And now you're dismissing it where you don't, I mean, you're totally, you know, this is, this is something you put out. You're responsible for this and you don't, you don't want to talk about it. And, you know, I watched first take a lot. It's my favorite show. And they pointed out like the privilege that he had to just dismiss it, even though it affects a lot of people in his locker room, especially the players, the organization he represents, a fan base that is of all sorts of different um, perspectives and, and people. And, you know, that he just doesn't want to own up to his responsibility, just kind of is disappointing. So you know, um, there's a silver lining. I've always said that we need to get rid of John Gruden. I mean, it's unfortunate. This is the reason why, but yeah, you know, I think the only thing now I hope that we can do is just move past it. We're not going to ever forget this, but let's let it be a teaching moment that, mm-hmm. you know, um, disrespecting people that don't have the same lifestyle as you or believe in different things that, you know, really don't affect you personally shouldn't be talked down to shouldn't be disrespected and it's time that we all start you know accepting one another and stop separating you yeah. know who, just because someone does this and people are that and just because you like things a certain way doesn't mean it's supposed to stay that way cuz you know change is coming and if you don't like change then you're in the wrong you're you're going to be on the wrong side of history unfortunately so i think that's how yeah. I'm feeling a lot of just different kind of thoughts and questions, but you know, I mean, and at the same time, and almost unfortunately not surprised as well, just because of 
probably what John Gruden grew up in his environment. And, you know, and now the more scary thing is how many other emails of other NFL coaches and yeah, let's say GMs or whoever else works within mm-hmm. the shield echo the same sentiments. You know, John Gruden, mm-hmm. I think is, is uh, just a, tip of the iceberg to what could potentially be more out there, you know? Yeah. And, and Demora Smith, uh, the NFL PA um, representative, he, he was on a podcast on Bomani Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a, he's on from ESPN. I, I forget the name of the podcast, but um, he was on there saying, you know, <laughs> who else is going to be out there? You mm-hmm. know, he goes, I mean, uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you're going to see more and more of guys who were gypped on a job or, you know, other guys got the job before someone else because of the color of the skin or, yeah. or maybe, maybe not even necessarily, um, you know, their sexual orientation. It's it, more mm-hmm. of like, just if they're a Republican or Democrat, I mean, I, I'm sure that is, something that has also been talked about. So this is going to be a bigger story. Um, But I did want to bring this up. I'm very disappointed, obviously, in John John Gruden. I mean, this is, this is bad. And and as you kind of alluded to already, you and I, we were kind of already, I was more lenient of, I kind of wanted to see how, how John Gruden did this year uh, with the team but you were kind of more of let's just get rid of John Gruden. He's obviously not making the team better. And as we kept going on, we were talking about that, but obviously this, this isn't even really about football per se. This is about people, human beings. Yeah. Uh, that uh, this guy who is supposed to be um, well-liked uh, this guy is supposed to be at the time was a face of, of Monday night football. Um and uh, this guy was saying stuff like that. And it's just, it's absolutely disgusting. But I'm also very disappointed in Mark, Mark Davis. This doesn't make him look good. Not because he signed him. I mean, that, I guess that does play a part in it uh, mm-hmm. because he didn't do his due diligence. They, I mean, I saw Mike Mayock's uh, presser today and he's talking about you know, he had, he had a lot on his plate. He had to think about everything. He had to read everything. He had to get all this information. He Mm -hmm. had to do all of his due diligence before he said, Hey, either we got to fire you or you're going to resign, you know, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, um, where was that when he hired him? That's my question. You know, um, I I feel like a lot of things, Mark liked John Gruden so much because mm-hmm. his dad liked John Gruden so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew he, th- there's no question that Mark Davis knows who John Gruden is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've had many conversations. Yeah. Not about football, just right. about whatever. And so it, it kind of, at first, I was just kind of like, oh, man, this has got to suck for Mark Davis. He's probably I told you, I was like, hey, he might have been the one to have leaked this information. So that way he can fire John Gruden to get out of this contract. Mm-hmm. So that way he looks better. But then the comment that he had today. Uh, as we're recording this on Wednesday, he said they asked him about it. He said, I have no comment. Ask the NFL. 
they have all the answers. Mm-hmm. If that's not the worst thing you can say, right? Other than basically um, supporting the emails, right. I, I don't know what is because to me that's telling. That says I knew who John Gruden was. Yeah, I know the kind of person he is. I have these same conversations with him. Yeah, and to me. I think there's going to be a long look into Mark Davis. I really do. And I think that's what I was talking about is you're going to see a lot of things start to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this story is a lot bigger. I'm glad we got John Gruden out. <clears throat> Another person I am very disappointed in is, well, obviously the uh, the Washington uh, football team's president at the time. You know, that's... <laughs> I mean, when you work for the the team that had the biggest controversy because of their name Mm -hmm. and you're saying these things, it just already was not a good situation. Yeah. Um, But man, I. This is this is a big thing. And and I and I I'm not going to take credit for this because I'm going to this is all my wife. She brought this up and I think it's a great point. Mm-hmm. The biggest person I'm I'm upset with is, and it's not being talked about, ESPN. Uh, this well, guy is using his ESPN email to send these emails to these teams. Yeah. To th- specifically this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was watching Sports Center uh, before we started recording this, and <laughs> it's not brought up. Yeah. ESPN. I mean, obviously, they're beating around the bush. They're 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 dragging John Gruden's name through the mud, as he should be. Right. But other people are also accountable for this. Mm-hmm. And um, they're they're not being like. I'm amazed that I haven't heard anything like. I listen to a lot of Fox Sports Radio. I'm amazed mm-hmm. no one's saying this. Um, and, and I think my wife brings up a good point. This guy was working for ESPN, mm-hmm. this guy. And now there's, there's starting to become a few more and more people who are kind of coming out who are saying, Oh, I worked at ESPN and I kind of worked with John and I don't know, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way or he was very particular in what he wanted. If he didn't like you, you weren't going to work with him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so more and more people are saying this and it's like more and more people knew who he was. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I think Mark Davis is going to have to own up to what he has known because you cannot, you can't tell me he doesn't know that that's bull because not only was John Gruden, the coach when, when his dad was the owner of the team. So Mm -hmm. he grew up with John, but they were, they were similar, not similar in age, but closer in Mm -hmm. age than what him and his dad were. Yeah. And um, obviously, to sign a guy to a 10-year contract, $100 million, uh, y- you like him. Yeah. You know, you- you're not just doing that because you think that's the right move. No one does that. Um, and you only do that if you're in college and you're, you know, your name is, you know, Nick Saban. <laughs> right. <laughs> Other than that, NFL would never do that with Bill Belichick. I mean, New England Pictures would never do that with Bill Belichick. Never. Um, and so I think Mark Davis is going to have to be, um, you know, accountable, uh, ESPN really needs to be accountable. This, this is a load of crap. And 
And for them to kind of, it seems like right now they're getting off scot-free. And I think it's a really good point. I think ESPN really needs to be brought under the light or under the microscope of, hey, how did you guys not find this out? How did right. you guys not know? You hi- you had him working for you for years. Mm-hmm. How was uh, this a surprise to you? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors here. And, uh, man, I mean, it's just disappointing. I mean, like you said, I'm glad he's gone. I didn't want him as the football coach anymore. I was kind of done with him. We saw four years of him being great in September and then never changing his offense or defense, mm-hmm. and it just – got worse and worse as it went on. Um, and so football wise, I'm glad he's gone. Um, and as a human being, I'm glad he's gone away from an organization that I root for. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to stop, stop rooting for the Raiders, but, um, you know, there's going to be a bigger story. Yeah, for sure. And just to touch on your Mark Davis part of it. And I think you and I, talked about this yesterday morning when we were in the gym, you know, about, you know, we were kind of talking about, you know, so much for doing a background check, making sure everything's all good to go on your end. And then I said, or uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Take that back. This is where we were bringing up. Maybe it was Mark Davis who wanted him out of the contract and da da da. And I said, you know, that's not in his best interest. He would get rid of the guy that he paid all this money to to throw him under the bus. I said, you don't think that Mark Davis and him talk the exact same way yeah. together? Like I a hundred percent believe that Mark Davis probably shares the same thoughts or have said the exact same thing, if not worse yeah. in person, not via I mean, just email. look at his haircut. I mean, it says it all. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy in itself, but anyways. Um, so yeah, I mean, and what you just mentioned too, about how Mark Davis's feelings were about the NFL, how they have all the answers. Um, if I heard correctly on some, cause I, I watch, I watch and listen to a lot of the ESPN podcasts, particularly first take. That's probably my first go-to show as in, as in, uh, the herd is for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they reported that actually the NFL had brought in all these email allegations to Mark Davis Friday. And the fact that he was still on the field coaching is what basically the NFL was upset with. And, gave him gave mark davis an ultimatum which is why he made that decision and you know i can i can understand if mark davis maybe wanted more time or felt like you know it was unfair that he had to get rid of the guy Mm because you know he was pressured but the fact that he had to be pressured and in fact guilted it seems like to make this decision that only makes sense like he's representing your brand your organization and right now he stands for you know um for hate speech, almost racist speech, misogynistic, you know, ideals. And you still, you still want him on your sidelines representing your team. You're that team. If obviously all those emails are true, that team is not going to want to play for Gruden at all. Even if he Mm -hmm. did, like I thought on Sunday, you can kind of tell like some of the team wasn't all there, whether or not they were prepared or distracted, whatever the case may be. I felt like that this played a bigger factor into Sunday because I thought the Bears loss was kind of ridiculous. We were in it majority of the game, but our offense wasn't doing much and the whole energy just wasn't right. And then obviously this bigger story comes out. So I think that this had a little bit to do with some of that, but 
you know, there's going to be a ton more investigation that comes out. And I, yeah. I find it funny that you did, you know, you and Jess brought that up is ESPN is doing everything they can to report <laughs> about yep. John Gruden being let go and all these emails, but they will like almost like if the tiny little black print was, was actual wording, like coming out of somebody's mouth, they will say, had all these emails that explicit this, this, and this, and this while being an ESPN employee very mm-hmm. quickly, like just to throw that in there. So they're not, not checking that box, but they're not broadcasting that, you know, like, yeah. so. And I'm I not find- saying anyone should be fired at ESPN. I mean, unless it goes a little bit deeper than them, just like a- employing the guy, but at least mm-hmm. they need to be held accountable for having this guy employed for so long. And Mm -hmm. all this coming out, like there needs to be some sort of penalty. And if it gets deeper in, like someone, you know, was is supposed to be, you know, sifting through some of these emails or Mm -hmm. is supposed to, um, you know, kind of be in control of of uh, what's being said between uh, an ESPN employee and a NFL team in this Mm -hmm. in this instance, like then I think then we need to start thinking about, okay, someone's either going to need to get fired or, mm-hmm. or resign or something, but they just need to be accountable. That, that's all I'm yeah. saying, at least right now. Yeah. I think too, another thing with, you know, ESPN, I think one thing I think that makes it so shocking is as big as that organization is, I don't, I hate to, I hate to lessen like the thought of it, but, the fact that emails just slip on by with that kind of language in it for such a, for such a large company. Yeah. I think it's kind of surprising. I, you know, I would have thought that they would have had whatever email traits that track, like what you send in terms of like wording and language. And I think it's not that emails is like this complicated thing, but I find it, ironic that the most simplest form of communication is what they missed or where all this kind of traveled through and ESPN didn't know about it until these invest until this investigation with the Washington football team brought it to light. (laughs) I, that's what I think I find ironic is it's the most simplistic thing that blew up. So it just kind of reminds me of like when you tell your kid, your little, you know, kid that, Hey, I need you to, you know, clean up your room and mm-hmm. you go check the room and you're like, Hey, how come this is on the floor? Oh, I didn't see that there. And it's like, okay, yeah, you did. You just, you just kind of were like, Oh, it'll be fine. And then I pointed out, Oh, what, what is this? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have this daily. So, <laughs> and that's just kind of what it reminds me of is ESPN's doing that. They're just like, oh, oh, these, oh, we, oh, we didn't oh, know we they didn't, didn't know these emails existed. Yeah. So I, I just want to know, Cody, I have, I have one quick question and, and then we need to go to a break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how hard is it to go to work and not spew racist comments, not spew bigotry, <laughs> not spew homophobic slurs, not spew... Yeah. You know, all this stuff, like what, why is this so difficult? I don't get it. I I really don't understand. How do you go to work and not just focus on work? Why, why are we, why are we talking about other things? Why are we so worried about other people's lives? Um, I know. So I'll, I'll just own own my own 
baggage and my own stuff. So obviously when I was growing up, did we say a lot of inappropriate things? Yes. hundred percent. Like if I were to be judged today on what I said when I was a teenager, high school, and again, it was something that I heard growing up and around other people and majority of these phrases, comments, probably very similar to what John Gruden had in his emails. You know, I had learned obviously when I was younger, just because that's what I had heard. And then it wasn't until I got older and, you know, realizing and meeting great people that like were from different walks of life and then kind of getting to understand what they're going through and kind of, you know, I hate to say a bit, just simply like just getting to know people and we're more alike than we think, but yet those that are different than us, like struggle a lot more. And now it's like, I look back on shame for what I said and and like how i behaved and again it was normal to us back then but that doesn't mean it was right and i i'm thankful that as i'm older i realize that how bad of a mistake that was and best way to move past it is to be more thoughtful of who i interact with what i say and i think one of the things too like and i kind of want to bring it back to you know, you had made the reference of what Derek Carr said at his press conference, where he knows for a fact that his kids won't ever say that. And I can say confidently, my kids won't ever say that either. And I, and it's because of what I dumbingly did when I was younger to now understand how wrong and inappropriate that was to teach them not to do that, you know, to, you know, I don't want them to have to say it and then someone get upset. And then that's a consequence they can't get back. So I would much rather just, you know, have them open their eyes now. Like I wish I did when I was younger, but you know, again, all on my own baggage. Like I'm not, I'm not perfect. I probably said similar things then, but as I'm older, Mm -hmm. I'd like to think that I've stopped doing that and better for it because it does hurt a lot of people. And, you know, we got to stop being so, you know, inclusive with other groups. Like, yeah. Some of the best people I know are gay or lesbian or whatever. And some of the best people I've ever worked with are not white. (laughs) You know, there are different walks of life and different creeds, you know? So, but yeah, so to bring it all back, it's at work. Like we work as a team, regardless of where you come from, we all have the same struggles as you know, with working in in the environment you're at, your wife Mm -hmm. has to experience the same thing with taking care of people that are different walks of life with her as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like today's time frame. just, it doesn't fit that any longer, you know, that, that time of separating each other just because they look different or you don't like that group of people is just kind of outdated. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think, unfortunately, John, I wish John Gruden embraced that as much as, as much as we did, but, uh, the learning lesson, I suppose, you know, and unfortunately accountability comes and gets you when you least expect it. And, uh, you know, we just have to go from there. So, yeah, I I'm, I'm not perfect either. You know, I, I know, um, younger just saying stuff to, to try and make your friends laugh or whatever. And, and then, you know, it's, it's more ignorance. Like you just Mm -hmm. really don't understand what it means or, you know, you think it's funny to use it and then you realize how it makes people feel, you know, when someone's yeah. like, well, how do you feel if I call you this? And you're like, oh, I don't like that. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So I think it's, I think it is important that, uh, there is change is good. And I think it's, it's hard for a lot of people because a lot of people grew up at change. A lot of people don't like change. It, mm-hmm. it makes them uncomfortable. And, um, we have to learn that change is good, you know, and especially in this, in this time, like, Hey, the, like, as we get to know people in general, like everyone is a lot more alike than what you think is what you were saying. And, and, um, it's just sad that we treat other people who are literally going through the same thing that we are, Mm -hmm. um, so differently and and we shouldn't, I mean, it's, it's dumb. It, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. As I like to say, uh, to make my wife laugh, you know, I always use my country voice, uh, don't make a lick of sense. <laughs> but in this case, it really doesn't. I mean, it, it really makes zero sense to treat other other people like this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as you get older, you grow, you learn. Um, and, and that's what I needed. I had to learn. Um, you know, uh, you just, there's so many ignorance out there and people are not being educated by this. And this is why this is happening. Yeah. You know, if that were, if this email came out, you know, even two years ago, I'm not sure much changes, Mm -hmm. but because there has been a movement of, okay, hate has got to stop. Yeah. Um, it, 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 this is why it's big. And you know what? I, I'm glad it is. I'm glad that this is happening because this needs to continue to happen more and more. Not saying I want more and more people to be caught, but in a sense, yes, they need to be caught for things that they have said that should never be said to people, Mm -hmm. especially if you're this person who's in high power, Mm -hmm. you need to be accountable for what you do what you say so all right cody let's uh let's take a break all right cody well let's talk about something i was gonna say happy but it's more nerve-wracking i think for me (laughs) uh the giants and dodgers series obviously is tied 2-2 now we're recording this on wednesday the game is tomorrow on thursday this probably won't come out until friday unless uh for some odd reason you get this uh um you get this edited tonight before you go to sleep. But I, after what we were just literally talking about in the break, I don't think it's going to happen. But anyway. yeah, it's a long shot. Let's just call it that. <laughs> it's a long shot. Um, but uh, the Giants are going to start Logan Webb, who had an amazing game one against the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are going to throw out uh, Julio Rios, who's had a who is the only 20 game winner in the majors uh, this season. And uh, he had a really good uh, game, two against the Giants. So this is going to be an intense game, to say the least. Um, it's two rivals. Uh, my wife and I have been talking about this. I oh, hope you, the guys national... are, you guys are on talking terms still? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, you know, uh, the national media has really been like, you know, Red Sox Yankees, that's like the all time rivalry. And I feel like that, that wild card game really was like kind of a dud because it felt like, I mean, the Red Sox were the, 
were the team that was going to win that the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. the Yankees couldn't even – it seemed like they couldn't get a hit for a while. It just was like, come on, dude. Uh, Garrett Cole was got lit up quick. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, I always have watched the Giants and Dodgers, and I, I think what it is is the Red Sox are such a big brand and the Yankees are a bigger – or even bigger brand. Um, you know, a lot of people look at the brands, but if you look at the Dodgers giants, the actual rivalry, cause Dodgers are a national brand. The giants are more of a West coast brand, mm-hmm. but if you look at the rivalry, this is always an intense rivalry when the giants were like last place in major league baseball and the Dodgers were first place, we still fought them so hard mm-hmm. and the Dodgers hated playing us no matter when it was, no matter if we were like the worst team and when we were the best team and the Dodgers were the worst teams, the Dodgers always played us tough. And we hate, I hated facing the Dodgers because for some reason, when these two teams face off is with each other, as we've already seen throughout this postseason so far, is they just, I mean, bump heads. I mean, they're yeah. just constantly it's intense. going yeah. back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of wish that we're having like a Madison Bumgarner, Yasiel Puig, because those were really no, fun. Yeah. Um, because Puig was just this an electric uh, player. You know, he led all of his motion out on the field. And Madison Bumgarner was more of the guy who was just going to keep to himself. But if you celebrated hitting a home run off of him, he just, for some reason, that is like a trigger for him, man. He just <laughs> goes... bananas man he's just like what the heck and he'll come after me he hated Puig oh god he hated Puig Um, so this will be an intense game Um, I did see see an interview with uh, Gabe Kapler the manager of the the Giants Mm -hmm. sounds like he's going to do what he has normally done he's going to have the same lineup uh, for against a left hander that he's basically had so Wilmer Flores will probably be in the lineup Mm -hmm. Darren Ralph probably be in the lineup and we'll probably see Donovan Solano. I'd be amazed to be honest if we see to, uh, Tommy LaStella um, in a bigger role than pinch hitting at this point uh, because he's struggling with injuries. So uh, we'll see. But um, I've also heard that Kevin Gosman is basically preparing to come out of the bullpen if they need him to. Mm-hmm. So we might see Logan Webb and Gosman. Um, actually to be perfectly honest, Gosman had a, had a pretty decent game too. Uh, but then when we gave it to the bullpen, it just got worse. I mean, he mm-hmm. gave up a couple of hits, they pulled them and then it was just downhill from there yeah. on that game too. So, um, I, I'm, I don't hate that, but, um, man, this is going to be an intense game, man. It's going to yeah. be really, I think um, it's going to be a pitching showdown. And I think it's going to be really low scoring. I'll be surprised if it gets higher than three runs any team, I suppose, yeah. because Logan Webb shut him out. Um, and, uh, you know, Dodgers pitching is real good. And uh, we'll see, man. Um, I guess I'm kind of torn on how I feel about the Giants. And, and this is what I mean is I want them to have a sense of urgency to know, like, this is the game of the season for them to kind of, you know, that they need to pull out. Uh, you know, to pull out and win. But I also love their moxie that they've had all season where even when they were down and you thought the game was out of reach, they kept their cool, kept swinging, fought their way back, and then 
pulled out some late runs and yeah you know there's been some games where they can't climb back from like a five run def- def- deficit in like round in uh in like inning seven and eight and won it you know and mm-hmm. so i definitely think that they're capable of doing that but i also think it's like the attitude and the not quitting but not going over the top but um you know i think what the giants have been doing all season which is roughing up the roughing up the pitchers where they are getting that pitch count up so that way it's not you know they're wasting away uh pitches i think is what's going to help and just you know make contact get on base and they're going to not have to live off of the long ball and just go yeah hitting just hits and hits and hits and don't worry about getting it over the fence and just you know just play smart baseball i think and we'll see exactly. but it's definitely an intense rivalry and you know i definitely feel like the dodgers are coming in wanting to nail every pitch over the fence and mm-hmm. i think the way that the giants can overcome that is you know again high pitch counts and just they're going to have to just play smart and just grind it out, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's been the downfall of the giants in the series so far is it seems like they're not going at, at the at bat thinking I need to get a base hit. It seems like they're swinging to try and get a solo shot, you know, mm-hmm. a home run, which are they capable of hitting? How do you demoralize a team? Or are you, you know, one way would be to hit multiple home runs in a game. Are the Giants capable of doing it? Yes, they, they can do that. But I feel like when the Giants are successful, it's when they're constantly getting hits. You're just getting hit after hit after hit. Not these scattered hits where you're getting, you know, one hit per inning. That's not really doing anything. And right. to be honest, it seemed like we were getting guys on base, but really not doing anything after that. And I felt like it's, like Mike Yastrzemski, I, I was really hoping he would have a good series. He's had a really bad series because mm-hmm. every at bat he's swinging hard and he's going after dumb pitches and he's just trying to like be a hero. And it just seems like he's trying to do too much. And it's like, just get on base, dude. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you get a hit or a walk, just get on base. Good things happen when you're on base and you put the ball in play. And that's what, um, the Giants were so successful all year was they were getting the ball in play. Did it help that they hit a lot of home runs this year as well? Yes, of, of course. But they weren't reliant on the home run ball. And and mm-hmm. and I think that's what they have over the Dodgers. The Dodgers, it seems like this year, they were reliant on the home run ball. And with Muncie out and Bellinger not hitting as well as he was, and he's hitting well in the series, you know, now you're starting to see that the Dodgers are actually becoming that team of we're not relying on the home run either. Um, and, you know, honestly, the home runs that they've been hitting are usually when they're, you know, up by one run or um, up by like three runs and then they get a home run and it's like, OK, there was the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Like they've been up when they're hitting the home runs. It's not like they're hitting a home run to tie the game. They, they you know, they're winning. So they drove in all these runs and then they're getting home runs. So that's kind of what the Giants need to do. They need to get base hits. They need to drive in runs. Um, how they kind of drove in the two runs um, in in, uh, in game four um, is how they should be trying to get runs in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to get, because it was good. I mean, the two runs that they got was 
at the time were huge, but then they gave up a, a three run shot and that kind of like demoralized them. So um, the giants, and as you said too, your credit, you know, they grind pictures out and they didn't do that with Bueller because Bueller kept starting them. Oh, two every time. So your pitch count can really stay low when you're Oh two, because you can either make them swing because they have to protect or, um, you know, you make them uh, hit a, a, a really bad pitch because, you know, they they have to swing because they're down and it's a simple ground out or a fly out or whatever. So um, that's what the Giants are going to have to do. They're going to have to make Arias come to the strike zone and um, guys who are going to need to hit, you know, Crawford actually has, has, been, has been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Posey's been really good. Chris Bryant has been probably our MVP hitter. And yeah. he's been, it's been so silent because n- no one else is really crushing it like him other than maybe Posey. Mm-hmm. But Chris Bryant has like, it seems like he's got two hits every game and, and he's been really huge. So, yeah. um, you know, Gi- you Giants fans who are like, well, you know, I don't know if we should resign Chris Bryant. I think he's proving that we should resign him and maybe give him a little more help uh, right. because right now he's not getting that. And so, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, this is a tough Dodger team. I mean, you talk about hitters on on both sides of on on these teams. I mean, the Dodgers have immaculate hitters, mm-hmm. um, and the Giants have these guys who just grind out pitches, grind out at bats, and and uh, this will be a fun series for sure. Uh, it'll it'll be a really fun game five and six oh seven. Thursday, man, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm already predicting right now that the game five for the Giants and the Dodgers is probably going to be like the most televised baseball game in the rest of the postseason, regardless of who goes to the World Series. Yeah, you, I, you know, I, there's gonna, you know, there's going to be a ton of people tuned in and a lot of friendships ended <laughs> going to end <laughs> on that date. So, <laughs> yeah, when when the Giants won game three. I was yelling because Gavin Lux was putting his hand up, you know, like, yeah, he hit a home run and the wind kind of brought it back. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, flipping off the TV. I was just like so emotional. <laughs> I was like, yeah, forget you. And uh, my wife was like, don't even touch me right now. Seriously. Like, I don't even want to talk. <laughs> <Don't> even. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such an emotional thing. You forget who's around you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know too, like, uh, uh, when you and I were talking about it, I think we poloed, mentioned that, you know, the Giants are in a win-win situation. If they win the series, then against the Dodgers especially, then it's great momentum, continuation yeah. in the playoffs. And that's great. Like, especially having that just to prove, like, in a series we're better than the Dodgers. But yeah. then you also made the point that even if we don't win, the Dodgers were expected to win. They were the mm-hmm. defending champions. We weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. And we we got the number one seed in all of the majors. And, you know, that's a win right there in terms of just progression. You know, it's just kind of funny how emotional we are. Like, we're so close to win it. And if we lose, we just have to live with that. And just mm-hmm. are we still satisfied with losing to the Dodgers in, a, in the playoff series? Or, you know, I mean, we... my first initial reaction will be, no, I'm not uh-huh. happy. I wish we would have won that. But I will you know, after like a week or so, I'm going to be like, you know, we weren't supposed to be there. And so I think that's what Giants fans need to remember is we weren't supposed to be here. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we were the Dodgers were expected. And, and and let's be fair, the Dodgers have a better starting rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have some really wicked arms in the bullpen. Um, and they have, you know, a guy like Mookie Betts, who's like at the top of his game right now. Um, Corey Seager, who battled with injuries, but when he's been on the field, he's been really good for the Dodgers. Trey Turner, who uh, arguably should be NL MVP. I mean, I think it should be a two-player race between him and Crawford versus, mm-hmm. you know, Harper, Tatis, Soto, both all three guys who are not in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, um, man, I'm thinking they have Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger starting to hit well again. Chris Taylor is just a postseason demon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, they have a lot of guys and Will Smith, he's been crushing home runs against us. So, you know, if we lose to the Dodgers, it's not, a bad thing. This is a really good team. Um, and that's why a lot of people had them, uh, you know, going to the world series this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember that giants fans, you know, uh, this is a good Dodger team. And if we beat them, that's all the more sweeter, but if we lose to them, it's really not that bad of a thing. Like this is a really good team. And I, I even if the giants even if the Giants win and then later lose to the Braves, I still will be very happy that the Giants made it because, again, we weren't supposed to be there, and we'd be in in that scenario, we would have beaten the Dodgers. So, uh, yeah. you know, the Dodgers can be like, "Well, you didn't win the World Series." Like, well, you know, you weren't even close. So. <laughs> that's what we can say. But yeah. that's a, that's a big if, <laughs> right? So, all right, Cody, man. Uh, that's it, man. That's all we got. Uh, we kind of started with a, a story that we didn't really, we don't like talking about because it's negative. And usually you and I are pretty happy people. I think, I think we're more upbeat type of pe- type of people. Don't you think? I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I right now so. I don't, right now I don't feel upbeat cause I'm dead tired. And we talked <laughs> about that during the break, but yeah. other than that though. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. I think it's um, it's a, a very sensitive and dark and unfortunate yeah. time for the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders. But you know, I I feel like our conversation and the points we brought up and our perspective on it, you know, yeah. I feel like we we have our position, and you know, I'm I'm sure we'll talk about this next week post everything. But you know, I'm excited to see what the next steps are i know that the uh, interim coach um is going to i've actually heard a lot of great things about it so i'm curious to see how it goes i think you and i talked about this at the gym a little bit with the raiders that um kind of feel like that the offense may change now a little bit may look not a little modern immediately but you know Derek carr may have now 100 of the play call and the audibles (laughs) and yeah. You know, a lot of adjustments could be made appropriately where, you know, when Gruden was there, they're not really adjusted, you know, so we'll see um, that we definitely have a really good coaching staff. If all else fails, I mean, Tom Cable is our O-line coach who, you know, I love, um, you know, Gus Bradley is our defensive coordinator, Greg Olson as our OC. So, I mean, we've got good coaching staff. Now it's, let's see if this team can rally together and, yeah be successful. Do I think that they'll get into the playoffs? I still think so. 
but I think that they are really going to have to find a new identity than not be John Gruden Raiders, but be their own, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders. Cause I think for a long time, because Gruden was there, the Raiders were under his identity. And now that he's not there, they're going to have to play and discover their own. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, um, go check us out. Like I said, on our social media, we are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, also, go check out our YouTube page, which is Drew Cook Sports Talk. Uh, subscribe, like, and comment on uh, any and all videos that we have. We always want to hear from you guys. Um, and then, um, you know, go check out uh, all the major. Well like and subscribe to our uh podcast and all the major podcasts that being uh, spotify uh iheart google and uh apple Podcasts. so go check us out and uh like i said you know subscribe and rate and review on all those we always we always need to hear uh if it's a one star let us know what we're doing that you don't like so we can kind of fix it and if it's a five star uh let us know what you like about it so we can continue to do that and uh if there's any changes we'll change with it you know uh you like how i did that Love it. <laughs> anyway uh and then go check out fnxfitness.com uh they are a great partner that we have uh they have great workout uh supplements i was actually telling you on marco polo i opened up my peanut butter cup uh, uh protein this week and i freaking love it man i was like <laughs> I, I, I could probably drink that as a regular drink which is dangerous man, yeah but i love it uh so uh go check them out also they have great workout gear uh you've already worn a couple to um uh, to our workouts so yeah um yeah man i mean great stuff um and cody can actually tell you how you can get 15 percent off by uh using the code that we have that's right, you guys. Go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. We have a, a special link that you guys can click on. And while you guys are shopping there, grab the gears, grab the shirts, grab the uh, the hats. Uh, I've got almost, I got a pretty good uh, collection of the gear. I, I want to get some of their joggers and some shorts that they have, which the new collection they have uh, out recently. And they got some new stuff coming now for the fall and winter. So definitely keep your eyes open for that. But you want to use the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your total purchase. So that way, if you guys want to get a good discount on the peanut butter cup protein powder, which I will probably actually end up using it's because really I was super jealous to hear <laughs> that it is as good as as advertised. And of course, anything peanut butter is my is my favorite. It could be yeah. peanut butter or anything, and it's already a favorite, and I haven't even tried it. So, so yeah, go ahead and check all that out. While you guys are at DrewCode Sports Stock, uh, our website. You guys can look at any of the videos, our uh, previous episodes, um, additional social media content that's on there. If you guys want to follow us on any of the podcast platforms that Drew had mentioned, I've got links that are already preset there. So you guys have to click and follow, or you guys can listen to the episode on the website itself. You guys can also follow, like, uh, and tweet us on the website as well, and just see what we're up to and what we're uh, doing feel free to leave a question or a comment or, you know, send us a message that says, Hey, what's up? We'd love to interact with you guys. It's all set up on the website for you guys to go and do. And hopefully one day if we get enough questions, we can do a whole episode devoted to it, but submit it. And we'd love to yeah. debate you guys about it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So yep. other than that, you guys, we appreciate uh, you guys sticking around, listening to us. And especially, you know, this episode is not an easy one to listen to, but it's an important one. And we thank you guys so much for your uh, 
time to listen. Come back next week. You guys will have a lot more uplifting show and it'll be a lot more fun and it should be very interesting to continue to talk about the Raiders and we'll find out what happened to the, to the Giants. <laughs> so that'll be very pivotal. But yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you so much and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. See you.